everyone. Welcome to another edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm your host, Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. And we're joined tonight uh, by new, uh, our, one of our newest uh, Cubs on Tap contributors, uh, Joe Maris. Um, you can follow him at Joe Maris, M-A-R-R-A-S. Joe, is that correct? Yeah, M-A-R-R-A-S. Yeah, man. Not like Maris, unfortunately. <laughs> well, uh, welcome. Welcome, man. Glad to glad to you know talk Cubs with you. And you're always interacting with us. Obviously, you you've written you've written uh, some recaps and stuff like that as well uh in your short time with on tap, and uh that's exciting. So um we're here to talk about tonight's Cubs win. Cubs win four to two in Detroit. Um, Blackhawks fans say it a lot. Detroit sucks. Um, yeah, no kidding. And Detroit's baseball team also sucks, man. So, uh, um, yeah, man. Uh, how? What, what were your thoughts on tonight's game? I I'll just go ahead and say it. I watched parts of it, but I did not be. I was not able to watch the entire thing. Um, was following on my phone, but I have a feeling that you saw it all in full. So, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah. So. It was definitely nice ahead of time knowing that we were getting Jake back today. Um, same thing with Nico. Facing a left-handed pitcher, we were very left-handed hitter-heavy the last couple of games with Chris Bryant really being our only healthy right-handed hitter in the outfield. And, you know, even he, we were unsure if he was going to play today. So having Nico back in the lineup, putting Chris out in the outfield, and the way with that Jock and Rizzo have been hitting left-handed hitter, uh, pitchers, you know, it's it, it, was, it just worked out really well to – get off of this uh, three-game losing streak. Yeah, man. Yeah, you mentioned the three-game losing streak. I kind of went on a rant on our last show with Ron and was just like, you know, I was upset but also not upset because, like, the Cubs easily could have won one of those two games or both close game. So it was nice to see them just kind of come out and, like, maybe it was because they played Detroit, but I didn't really feel too worried after Chris Bryant hit the two-run homer. And I was like, okay, Arietta looks like he's – Locked in. Uh, Bryant hits the opposite field bomb. We had a couple more runs. It's four to nothing late in the game. Arietta gives up the two runs, but thankfully no one on base. But, you know, it just never felt like the Cubs were really in trouble in this game. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Detroit's not good. But also, you know, you know, Arietta coming off the IL showed up. He gave you exactly what you needed. Um, can't complain. And you got timely hitting and, um, you know, everyone's been talking a lot about how the Cubs have been hitting a lot of singles lately. Well, they finally got got the long ball going, ironically, at one of the biggest ballparks in baseball. But, right. um, yeah, man, uh, I think overall, I'm just pretty. I'm like, I'm back to, I'm back to neutral. Like, I, I'm not too high. I'm not, I'm not low. Um, I'm just kind of, just happy we won the game, man. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. I mean, you're right about the extra base hits and. For a Chris Bryant opposite field home run, it feels like he hasn't hit one in forever. I know I saw on Twitter it was in 2019. And you think back to 2016, he's hitting all you know opposite field homers, and he's hitting everything with power. You know, you compare somebody to their MVP season, obviously that's not always the fairest thing to do. But, yeah, you know, it, it, it was just super nice to see. And then just some good contact. You didn't strike out a ton today. Arietta only struck out one pitch or one batter today. It's remarkable. And he, he didn't even really throw that many strikes. He <laughs> threw like just over 50% strikes, which is crazy to think that he was able to get all those ground balls. I think he got three double plays. It was just super easy. I mean, besides the two home runs, I really don't remember anybody on second base. 
you know, it's just super easy. You look at his numbers and you're kind of like, you're expecting them to jump out at you and they just don't, but they yeah. won. So. Right. You, I know he came out with what, like 78 pitches. Um, yeah, you, men- pitches. you mentioned he only had one strikeout. Do you think the reason he came out at that pitch count was because he wasn't necessarily dominating the Tigers hitters? I think the back-to-back home runs definitely scared Ross a little bit. You, you don't know. I, I know they said after the game, I saw Ross said that he wanted to put Arietta back out there, but he didn't want to put him in a position where he had to take him out in the middle of the inning. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate it, especially with the way the bullpen pitched. You know, there's nothing right. to about. You just, you know, you hate seeing him pull a guy with 78 pitches, especially a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily surprised. I mean, they pulled Zach Davies with like 70 pitches the other day. Um, I think a lot of people have talked about the starters having trouble going deep in the games. It's not really been the pitch count. It's just been if they're giving up consistent, uh, if they're consistently giving up hard contact, it's like you don't want them out there no matter what their pitch count is. So whatever you can get out of them is is great. Um, again, I missed most of the game outside of a few a few innings, but – from what I saw, Jake looked good early, uh, despite not getting any strikeouts. Um, you know, but gives it's always that third or fourth time through the lineup, I feel like. And it doesn't matter what pitcher it is, unless they're an elite starter, you know, we're talking Shane Bieber esque or, you know, Jacob DeGrom or one of those guys where it doesn't matter. I feel like if you're not in that upper echelon, like it, the third time through the order is always the toughest and it's always basically what sticks out for your start for when people come back and critique you. So um, thankfully Arietta didn't have anyone on base whenever, you know, that he gave up those homers. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of said it the other day with Ron, I was like, you know, going up against Detroit is a good, is a good, uh, a good way for him to come back. Cause it's, I don't want to say, cause every team's a major league team. You got major league talent, but having him come back against a team like Detroit is a lot better than having him come back against a, you know, a, a good team of playoff contender, like, you know, Milwaukee or St. Louis, or, you know, you know, they played Pittsburgh, even Pittsburgh last weekend. I, you know, the Pittsburgh has played tough against the Cubs. So it's, I, I was kind of, I, I don't know if I would have even felt good with him going up against them. So I'm just glad he came back against a team like Detroit and he's going to, you know, it helps him get that rhythm back. He had going in April, um, and keep that momentum going now that he's started uh, coming off the IL now. And I think that's the most I can really take away from it. Um, he's just been solid all year, man. He's, he hasn't been overpowering. He's he's not 2015 Jake Arrieta, but he's he just eats innings, and that's all the Cubs really want him to do. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, six innings. It, we don't see – we haven't seen a lot of starters go six innings. Mm-hmm. Arietta. It, you know, it's a toss up between him and Alzelay with he, he would say would, who's been the best in the rotation so far. Mm-hmm. It's not great. You know, that none of them jump out at you, mm-hmm. but you feel confident with Jake on the mound no matter what. For sure. Um, we've mentioned the bullpen a little bit, but the bullpen tonight again proved again that they, they're probably the biggest strength on the team. Now they got to had a, some hiccups, you know, in recent weeks, but they've starting to get back to, you know, what they were most of April uh, to Paris Chafin and, and uh, Kimbrell tonight uh, were, were great. Um, especially Kimbrell struck out the side in the ninth inning, uh, made it look really easy uh, up the trade stock. If you want to call yeah. it that, yeah. Um 
yeah, man. Uh, any thoughts on those guys? Because I mean, I, I think for me at least, uh, Tapera is a good sign because he's been kind of shaky to start the year, and now it's back to back start or back to back appearances where he's been where he's looked very good. He's had one, two, three innings in his last two appearances. Um, and that's what you kind of need out of your relievers, especially if they start out the year struggling. You just need to start compiling, you know, solid outings. And he's not like he's he's looked very good in his last two. And that I feel like David Ross has to love seeing that, especially out of him, because coming into the year, Tapera was probably looked at as a seventh, eighth inning type guy on a consistent basis. So I know he had some some appearances where he really struggled, but. Uh, I think it's I'm glad to see over his this is just these last couple, at least that, you know, he's possibly turning the corner. Right. So I think, the you know, the good, a good reason why Arietta was pulled was so that the bullpen didn't have to deal with inherited runners. You know, they get that clean inning and you saw, I, I mean, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, you know, mm-hmm. Tapera went through Tapera through seven pitches, I think, and then Chafin through nine and Kimbrough through 12. I, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was shut. They shut the door. Right? There yeah. was they not a glimmer of hope. Nope. And that was, I mean, Kimbrough struck out the side, like you mentioned, all three on fastballs. I mean, they, they just th- are those three guys. They have the most confidence in themselves on the mound, which as you know, watching the Cubs, they make me feel confident. Mm-hmm. Now, Tavares definitely had some struggles. Chafin, besides that one, uh, a relief appearance in Milwaukee where he gave up the double to Urias, I think, in relief of Elzelai. Other than that, he's been solid. Mm-hmm. And Kimbrell, I mean, there's not much else to say about Kimbrell. He's been <laughs> worth every single penny. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely changed the narrative behind everyone who thought that it was dumb, even though, I don't know about you, but I remember Cubs Twitter yelling at the Cubs Twitter account like two years ago about how the Cubs need to go get Kimbrell because they didn't have a closer at the time, but alas, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, Kimbrell is interesting because I feel like no matter where the Cubs are in the race, I feel like he is most likely out of here. Um, I don't want to see that happen, especially if the, I mean, the only way it, it doesn't happen, the only way, it doesn't happen that I want that I want to see like that. I don't want it to see happen like him get moved as if the Cubs are anywhere between 10 to 15 games above 500 come the time, which means the Cubs need to get going, you know, soon and, and get to that, that level. Um, but we'll see what happens. But my, my thinking is, is even if they are 500, I feel like the Cubs still might move them anyway. Um, it'd be interesting to see how the Cubs will replace him in terms of just the rest of this year and things might be completely different uh with the bullpen the rest of the year after that so again i don't know what they're going to do but it if they're not 10 or 15 games above 500 or in that upper echelon i just don't see why you wouldn't trade a guy like kimbrell unfortunately um right he's not you're obviously not going to get the type of return you get for bryant but He's somebody that somebody would hundred percent will. I think well, the way that he's pitching, I think you can at least get one like a prospect. I I truly sure. believe that. Um, not too and, dissimilar from Chat, like when we traded for Chapman. Obviously, you're yeah. not gonna, you're not going to get somebody's top prospect for Craig Kimbrell at this moment. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you you be in a good spot to get somebody. You know, yeah, 
Well, and, you know, we still have two months to play too. If Kimbrel does this, like has an ERA below one going into mid July, mm-hmm. who knows? Ho- there is a t- if there's a team out there desperate that needs like one piece, and their one piece is one more bullpen arm or a closer of some sort, like the Cubs in 2016. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that team does give the Cubs their you know A prospect or you know B plus prospect. I don't know. Uh, but it is interesting. I'm just glad to see Kimbrell is doing it. And, and not only because I'm he's on the Cubs, but also, I mean, this guy was an all-time Hall of Fame, uh, on like rooted go to the Hall of Fame type closer. And to see him struggle with the Cubs was not only did it suck as a Cubs fan, but also like this guy is supposed to be one of the all-time greats. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And it's been ever since September of last season, he's just been kind of he he found he found it. He found right. what what the problem was, and he's fixed it. And he's looked incredible <laughs> absolutely incredible you, you no one can hit this guy right now no, not a awesome. baseball shouldn't look like that <laughs> you're right you're right um all right well yeah he mentioned to pair great nails once again love right. andrew chafin that was my guy um as far as the offense you know we mentioned bryant with the the homer tonight um he also had a walk too which is nice um, but I think one guy that we haven't mentioned yet, Jock Peterson, again, stays hot three for four tonight. Um, and he's in, and it was a left-handed starter tonight. And, yeah. uh, I think that's the most impressive thing because in April, not only did he just really struggle in general, he really struggled against lefties. Um, he's, uh, ever since he's come back from the IL, man, he's just, he's just hitting the ball all over the ballpark. He's taking the balls the other way. Um, I the power is going to come. I keep saying it. Right. So, um, what what were your thoughts on Jock Peterson tonight? I mean, it's just a, he's a totally different guy. He's <laughs> six for seven against left-handed pitchers since he came back. That's that's incredible. He's had four three-hit games. He's his he's now hitting two sixty-eight, which I can't say what he. I don't I don't remember what he was hitting going on to the IL, but. <laughs> Below, like he was at like one ten, man, right. like I mean, like well below the Mendoza line. Right. He still got the one home run. Yeah, you know, an asterisk with that sack fly hit against the Dodgers. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Look, the, the power is gonna come. Hey, oh. that's obviously in in my eyes what he needs to to continue is obviously he's gonna cool off. You know, he's not gonna be hit. He's not gonna have three hit games every other day. Mm-hmm. He's got to be competitive against left handed pitching which right now he's way more than competitive. And then just like he did his third hit today, came off a righty out of the bullpen. That's where he's going to make his money. Mm. You know, late in game, they're going to, they're trying to match up maybe against Bryant. So they're bringing in a righty when Jock comes up next. There's your power. Hopefully that, that that's the ideal situation. Right. Um. So tonight's lineup, Wilson Contreras was the leadoff guy. I was actually kind of surprised because Jock had been playing so well and they had him down the six hole. Um, how do you feel about Jock Peterson leading off? Because I'm 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 all for it with Ian Happ out and Jock playing like this. Um, Contreras tonight, he 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 was one for five. He had a run score, but he struck out twice, which whatever. He he's really cooled down since a really hot April. Um Maybe Contreras is leading off as a way to kind of jumpstart him, kind of like how the cut, like in the past, Cubs have done that with Rizzo. I don't know, um, but 
I don't know. I feel like until Ian Happ comes back, I think they need to put Jock back in the leadoff spot because it just kind of sets the table for for Bryant and Rizzo and Baez. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one game, and you know, I Ross has not been consistent with the leadoff guy outside of Ian Happ all season. So who knows what we'll see tomorrow? But um, I, I think you're on the right track. I think he's probably going to be batting leadoff tomorrow. If mm-hmm. Nico would have pro- if Nico would have had you know two hit two hits today or something, I could have seen that as well because Jock is doing well right now in the you know sixth spot. Mm-hmm. So you don't really want to move him. Not that it you know it only matters for the first time through the order really. Mm-hmm. But he's got a, he he batted lead off with the Dodgers for a little bit. He's got some experience. I mean he's he's working counts now. He's 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 doing what leadoff hitters can do or you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not the worst thing. But eventually, we, we want to see him as a power hitter. You know, we, we want him hitting home runs. So, you know, is that ideal out of the leadoff spot? No. But at some we just need production out of the leadoff spot, which we just haven't had since Dexter Fowler. Right, right. Yeah, I would say overall, leadoff's position for the Cubs this year has been solid. I think yeah. when the Cubs don't score runs, it hasn't been because of the leadoff position this year. It's been whether it was Javi Baez just really struggling to start the year, striking out 50% of the time, uh, or the fact that the team was like bombing the league in contact rate for that same time. Um, you know, like, Chris Bryant being it seemed like Chris Bryant was the only guy hitting for the entire month of April. Uh, ever since May started, I feel like everyone's starting to at least put the ball and play a lot more. And you know, you love to see that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I again, I hope you know they put Jock back towards the top because you you just want you just kind of with the way he's hitting right now, you just kind of want him right there in front of Bryant because it's just right. not not only does he does Bryant provide him protection, but you know, you get the hot hit, you get those three hitters up there, him, Brian, and Rizzo, and it's kind of scary. And then, um, you know, as you move down the lineup with Nico back and Matt Duffy playing, I know Matt Duffy's been kind of cold the last couple of days, but, you know, the approach is still there. Um, I just don't understand why David Bodie's batting fifth. Like, I, I don't get that. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think with Nico back, I mean, I know that at the beginning of the year, Ross said Bodie had earned the opportunity to play every day. Mm-hmm. Well, He's kind of played himself out of that, you know, opportunity. And Nico, in that short time before he went on the injured list, earned that spot. Mm-hmm. Even with, you know, I think he was 0 for 4 today. He's he's still his average on the year is like 360. Yeah. And it's not saying it's not say it's doubles. Yeah, he mm-hmm. hasn't hit a homer yet. But I mean, he's he's just like he went 0 for 4 today, but the ball was in play every time. Yeah. And that's that's what we need, and mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing pretty well. Even though, you know, we lost three games in a row. They were all by one run. If I'm not mistaken, at least two yeah. of them for sure. They were all th- the last three games that we, they had lost before today. They had lost by one run. And it, It's not, and I'm not feeling, I, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but it, like watching the game, I'm not feeling the frustration of all, all the strikeouts. Yeah. I, you know, regardless, I'm going to be frustrated when somebody strikes out, especially with somebody on base, mm-hmm. but they're putting the ball in play. We hit a couple of ground. We've hit a couple of double plays today. You know, mm. that's baseball. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the box score. David Bodie, two strikeouts. Nico Horner, over four, no strikeouts, like you said. Um, 
But I kind of like Nico either leading off or at the bottom of the lineup because right. it kind of helps sets like helps flip the lineup as they like mm-hmm. to say, I guess. So I don't know. I could sit here and bitch about the lineup all I want, even though I'm not someone who like yells at the Cubs Twitter account every day about it. But um, I don't know. I just maybe it's just because the Cubs just haven't found that that go to lineup. It's it's different every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but alas, I don't know. Either way, they won today. The lineup looked good they were two for seven with runners in scoring position that's better than one for 15 the other day um (laughs) you know only left six on base um so yeah uh yeah i mentioned chris bryant ops uh one 1.069 now which is super nice Um, they said he's still third in the in the entire league but yeah it's trout and maybe acuna and ops right Mm-hmm. And he's leading a league in extra base hits. And like like you said, you'd like to see Jack in front of him. Mm-hmm. Jack can continue getting on base like this. I mean, if Brian any sort of extra base hit, Jack is, you know, he's not a great runner, but he's scoring right. from first base, you know, depending on where the ball's hit. You know, that's right. RBI for, for Brian. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I uh overall on the game, I, I thought it was just kind of one of those like like it. It, like I said, not not too high, not too low, but just mm-hmm. one of those that the Cubs needed. So now they've got they've pr- they've kind of set the tone for the series going into tomorrow. You know, I've been yelling all season. You know, just start winning series. You don't have to sweep as, as much as I think the Cubs should sweep the series. Oh, yeah. um, but you know, they've set the tone. They're putting pressure on the Tigers to win tomorrow. Um, which does not bode well for them since they are not good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, I um, think they, they won at least, I think they won three in a row coming into this series. Yeah. They, I, they swept the Royals, I believe coming in. So I was actually kind of called in a row losing. Yeah. 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 I it's baseball is weird, man, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have anything else on this game except the, you know, the Cubs just came out and they did the job tonight and um, you know, that sets up for tomorrow and uh it, and they don't have we don't have to wait till tomorrow night thankfully I, uh, again i i hate i hate when the cubs play on the road on fridays and it's not a day game it just doesn't make sense it's stupid whatever mm-hmm. but um you know anyway a- anything else in this game man before we move on i just the the one thing that stuck out javi had a couple i don't, I don't, I don't want to say great at bats he had the broken bat single mm-hmm you know, he broke the the bat broke. It just <laughs> did you see the bat almost hit Chris Bryant yeah, third base? <laughs> yeah, and it, it looks like he had no idea that bat was he did. Just and that, did. Been, that would have been one of those things where you know he gets hit and it's just a lingering injury the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Yeah, well, thank been. Hit him. thankfully. But, you know, yeah, I mean, Baez has definitely been a he's been a lot better the mm-hmm. last you know couple weeks and. Putting the ball in play. I mean, we see it all the time with Duffy. You put the ball in play, you know, good things happen. The infield's in because we got a runner on third, and that ball sneaks into the sneaks into the outfield. Right. And then at bat late, uh, later in the game, he got he, he got up three zero, which you could just see he's he's ready to swing. He, you know, mm-hmm. and he's you know three. He gets to a full count, and he's swinging it every. I mean, I'm surprised that he got as many fastballs as he did, but he's swinging at everything. And they're yeah. not they weren't all in the zone, but asking Javi to not be Javi is you just don't do it. And then he ended up foul tipping. Yeah. Strikeout that hit the ground. That was a frustrating at bat to watch. That was right. one of the few times I was watching the game on TV and 
the being up 3-0 in the count. And then I, I was going to ask, you think if Ross was – did he have the green light on or do you think Javi oh, was just being Javi? There was two outs, runner on base. Utah, Utah Javi Park went into the seats. I mean, I know yeah. he's thinking it. You're not – you're like I said, you're not telling Javi to not be happy. Yeah. He's going to do what he's going to do. That's like – I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, can you sacrifice for the team a little bit? Like, like I don't know. Like, if he would have walked, then they would have put the guy that was on first base in scoring position. You got two guys on. Then the next guy comes up, more pressure on that guy, that pitcher to execute. I don't know. That's just me. Um, I totally agree. But, but at the same time. Two yeah. out, with two outs, I, I, I'm not too upset about it. Right, yeah. If there was one out in the inning, yes, I would have been mm. infuriated, especially if the game was closer um, or if the Cubs were losing in that game. But thankfully they weren't. They were winning the entire game. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, I got nothing else. Let's move on to the next game. Um, so just a little small preview here. We got Trevor Williams going tomorrow or Saturday for the Cubs and Jose Urania for the Tigers. Uh, Urania, he pitched for the Marlins a little bit uh, in recent years. Um, let's see. Uh, he's a sinker baller. Um, he went like four and a third innings last Saturday as his last appearance. Um, he's two and two with a 405 ERA and six career starts against the Cubs. Um and those were all when he was with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and obviously Trevor Williams, uh, he had a no decision back on May 8th where he gave up two runs over four innings against the Pirates. Um, he struck out six and walked two. But he's uh, 0-2 with a 10.64 ERA in three road outings this year. Um, not surprised by that higher ERA. Uh, his, his starts have been kind of – they've been kind of <sighs> – how do I say this? They've been kind of just very blah in general. Even in his good ones, they, they, they you're still kind of scared because you're not you're not getting any length out of him. It's every time the like I said earlier, getting the third time through the order, every, and it's almost like as soon as the third time through the order begins, he starts to implode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just you know who he is, or maybe teams are just figuring him out quicker. I don't know who to really give credit more there. But when well, you're seeing yeah. it consistently out of him, I don't know. So, like you said, he, you're not getting any length out of him. He hasn't gone six innings since his first start of the year against Milwaukee, which where he only did go six innings. Mm-hmm. He's given up a homer in his last four starts, and that includes the three against Cincinnati. And uh, he's had multiple walks in all but one start. Like it's it's not a recipe for for winning. <laughs> it's but, not great, Bob. <laughs> right. You look you look at what Arietta just did. He struck out one person, you know, Williams strike. He, he's at, he's been striking out a lot of people, but we just don't need that against the Tigers. You know, five, mm-hmm. you just got to follow what Jake Arrieta did today. Keep that pitch count low. Cubs have a great defense mm-hmm. besides from Javi just booting the ball. But, you know, the weather, <laughs> I'm assuming that, that kind of might be just, you know, cold hands or something, you know, the weather warming up, he's going back to, his, to just being the gold lover. Yeah. So we, he needs to follow that blueprint. He's got a 47% ground ball rate. Lean on that. You know, lean on that. We we just need we got four double plays today, three or four. We need him to go deep. We need him to go six innings. You know, yeah. we we just saw Ross has taken out starting pitchers super early this year. 
mm. including me. He, no matter the situation, like you saw, Jake Arrieta threw 78 pitches today. It's not a lot. You yeah. know, we we need people going. We need we need people into the sixth or seventh inning. Mm-hmm. So we need him to kind of lean on contact, keep that pitch count low. Hopefully, he doesn't walk. You know, walk walk a ton of hitters like he has recently. But you know, we'll see. He, he's got to lean on what just what area did Arietta did today, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I completely agree, man. Um, and you kind of sum it up really well there with you know the ground ball rate and stuff like that. And that's interesting to me because I really didn't know what the hell to say about Trevor Williams because all I've ever said is he's only good when I'm actually in attendance at Wrigley yeah. Field and he's pitching. Like quite, he hasn't lost. The Cubs haven't lost in his starts when I'm there and he's pitching. That's three games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know, but um, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, you can kind of. I mean, the the start against the Pirates is it, just he's not getting good length. No. Um, I think that's the only thing. Like, I, I just we just need more out of him. That same time, he's your four starter, so it's like it's hard to even ask for a lot. But also, like, you know, the Cubs have some guys in the minors that are, you know, that might deserve another shot. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Alec, yeah, Alec Mills, yeah, Thompson. Alec Mills is interesting because it's like, all right, well, you already got Zach Davies and Kyle Hendricks in the rotation. Right. I don't know if Alec Mills really belongs in the rotation but yeah cole stewart um i hate to say it, but maybe shelby miller if he can come up and actually prove that he can throw strikes yeah. um he was part of the iowa cubs no hitter mm-hmm. that like combined no hitter the other day so i mean maybe that's you know again triple a ball is different major league ball but still like they the cubs have kept shelby miller around for a reason and again mm-hmm. like and I hate saying it, but like if if it's a real transitional year, like Jed Hoyer says, like you got to give these other guys a chance too. And I just don't know how much longer the Cubs are going to like wait around with Trevor Williams. It makes sense with Zach Davies given the track record, and because of the trade that they made to get him, mm-hmm. that they would give him a longer leash. But Trevor Williams, they just signed for like a one year on a one year deal for like one and a half million and or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could I could be completely wrong about the money, but you know what I'm saying. Like it, there's not nearly as much pressure on the Cubs to make sure that that one works out. So I don't know. We'll see. But if he keeps pitching like this, I could see them potentially switching him out here in the next month at least uh, if things don't change. But, you know, I guess we'll see. They're um, going to give him a real shot just because they, he was one of one of the guys that, you know, they signed, they uh, took him into their pitching lab, and they they changed a lot of things. Yeah. So I think they're – I mean, they want to see if it, if it works. Right. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's not supposed to be a starter. Maybe he's supposed to be a bullpen arm. I feel like he could just really let it loose in the bullpen. I mean, strikeout, his, he's got good strikeout numbers. So I mean, that's right on par with a lot of what, what we've seen from our bullpen, including sure. the too, unfortunately. Right, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm hoping for a not a decent start tomorrow. Um, so before we get out of here, man, um, you want to throw me a fly the W player? think it's going to be a popular pick, but I think Jack Peterson, I, I think we're going to get the home run. I really think we're going to get the home run. We're facing a righty tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it was opposite field either. Mm. 
So we'll see. I, I think it's it's going to be a popular pick. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get a lot of Chris Bryant's. Yeah. But I, I think that, I just like you said before, I think the power's coming. Yeah. Now, if Jock Peterson leads off tomorrow, we uh, we could potentially get the same result that Ian Happ did opening day 2018 yeah. in Miami. My uh, Ian Happ hit the leadoff homer on the first pitch of the year right. off Jose Urania. Um, obviously, not the first game of the year, but if no, Jock no, Pearson's no, leading no, off, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. If, if Jock Pearson leads off tomorrow. Uh, we can get like a, a nice little, you know, I guess our a second round of it, I guess. But um, I just want to throw that out there. Um, for me, obviously, you know, I keep running with the shtick with Andrew Schaefer. That's my guy. Um, he's my fly W pick. And I don't know how many points he's racked me up, but he's been so good that I have to be leading the entire Cubs on tap crew, um, in my personal opinion. But if I had to take a um, position player, I think I you took Jock. I'll take I'll take Rizzo. He has a homer mm. off this guy. He's batting 500 against him uh, with three RBIs. Um, Chris Bryant interestingly has is batting 125 against Urania and eight at bats. Uh, no, only Rizzo has more than 10 at bats against this guy. So not a big sample size, but um, we'll see how everyone does tomorrow. I either way the Cubs they've roughed up Urania before. Hopefully mm-hmm. they can get back to doing that again. Um, so yeah, man, uh, I, I guess I didn't even really allow you to kind of introduce yourself, uh, onto the show at the beginning. So before we really get out of here, if there's anything you want to say to kind of introduce yourself to the listeners, um, I don't know how often you'll be on here, but you definitely will probably, people probably be hearing your voice a lot more moving forward. Um, so I'll give you the floor on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I just love talking Cubs on Twitter, talking Cubs anywhere. So anything, anything you guys got, I mean, I just, I, I live and die with the Cubs much like, you know, everybody here at on tap. Uh, and it's just, it's just fun getting to talk about them. You know, <laughs> need new people to talk about the Cubs with. Hopefully oh, yeah. more positive than negative, but it's just, yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. All right. Well, again, everyone go follow Joe at Joe M- at Joe Maris, M A R R A S, and obviously you can follow me at Cody on Tap. You, we are the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sportsnet Network. Um, we will. I don't know if we'll have a recap after Saturday's game. I believe Ron has is going to do that one, and uh, it's not going to be me. Maybe it'll be you, Joe. I don't know. Um, but we'll probably be talking about that tomorrow. Uh, during the game and trying to figure out who's going to do it. But, um, yeah, I got nothing else. Hopefully the Cubs get a W tomorrow, secure another series win. If they win tomorrow, that's three out of the last four series wins. That's cool and tough. Um, yeah, so I got nothing else. Joe, anything else from you, man? No, I think we're, I think as far as the lineup-wise tomorrow, I think we're going to see somebody get an off day. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brian take on, get an off day, you know, coming off the illness, the hit by pitch on the wrist. Uh, so we're probably going to see probably both Sogard and, you know, might want to cover your ears, but probably Vargas. Ugh. So uh, I think we're going I, – I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Duffy got an off day. So I think we're going to see probably both Sogard and Vargas, including Horner too. Horner probably might be in the outfield somehow. I don't know. I'm just throwing uh. things out there at this point. Who knows? 
with the outfield. But. I hope you're wrong about Vargas, man. Yeah. I genuinely hope you're wrong about Vargas. I don't know how much more of him I can take. Right. <laughs> and I'll hit one double and somehow score, and then you're like kind of swallow your words. And- yeah, yeah. And then I have to apologize to everyone on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Again, this is uh, Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sportsnet Network. Uh, let's get out of here the only way we know how, Joe. Let's go, Cubs. Let's go, Cubs.